how he's dealt with things and, and what happened after a time of turmoil or after a time of battle or after a time of um, sickness or infirmity or um, pestilence or whatever the case might be, what is next for the body of Christ, Lord? That was the question of my heart, and the Lord has just been unfolding this to me um, pretty much all yesterday and today, and it's just ministered to my heart where I'm excited about what's next. And so um, don't be in fear. Don't be in worry. This is a time to press into God's presence and hear what his spirit is saying to the churches. Amen. He says, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the spirit is saying. And so you're not going to hear this unless you have entered into the spirit, unless you have entered into his presence and you are in tune and you're tuned in to the right radio waves. You're tuned in to what the Spirit of God is saying, but I pray that your heart is tuned in, that you really receive this in the Spirit, because it will be encouragement to you. The Word of God says, or God says in His Word that His Word is Spirit, and it's life, that it actually can bring life to our mortal body. So it can actually have an effect on our mortal body in this time and in this season if we'll receive it by the Spirit of God. And so just be receptive. Say, Lord, I am open open, and I want to receive your word as it is the truth, and it's the word of God. Amen? And so what's next for the body of Christ is the question. What's next? Why don't you turn with me tonight to 2 Chronicles 7, verses 14 and 15. It says this, if then my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin, and I will heal. And another version says, I will restore their land. My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. This is what we need to be doing. Okay, during this time and during this season and what we're faced with, the people of God, and I, I love that there are, I've been seeing communities of the body of Christ come together in prayer. But more than ever, this is exactly what we need to be doing is praying and seeking the face of God specifically because of what comes next. If we'll seek the face of God, he says, if my people... It doesn't matter what you're faced with or if you're in a time of rejoicing, a time of turmoil. It doesn't matter. He says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, realize we can't fix it, <laughs> realize we can't get over it, we can't fight this battle alone, you'll humble yourself, you'll pray, you'll seek the face of God and turn from wicked ways, turn from those things of this world. Turn from getting distracted with the things of this world, but seek the face of God with your whole heart. The word of God says he'll be found by you if you'll seek him with your whole heart. He says if you'll turn from your wicked ways, he says he will hear you from heaven. After he hears us from heaven, what does he do? He'll forgive our sin. Thank you, Jesus. His mercies are new every morning. He'll not only forgive our sin, but he's going to begin to heal and restore our land. He says his eyes and his ears will be open to every prayer made by the body of Christ. Hallelujah. 
God is serious about this. He says, call on me in your day of trouble, and I will give you rest. How is he going to give us rest? He's going to give us peace, which passes all understanding, that will guard our heart and mind. He's going to bring healing and restoration. I love that in different versions it says different things because on one, one hand, you might be someone who's believing for healing. You know, for healing to your physical body or to your mind or to your soul and spirit. Maybe you have a broken, you know, broken down spirit and God needs to bind up that broken heart. Or um, maybe you need the restoration of fortunes. Maybe you need restoration because during this time and season you're laid off or whatever the case might be and you've come against a hard place. God says, if my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves, pray and seek my face, and turn from your wicked ways. He's going to hear from heaven, and he's going to be getting um, to uh, forgive and heal and restore. That is what is in store for the body of Christ. That is what's next. After this time, if we'll during this time seek the face of God like never before and pray, he'll hear us and he'll answer us. And victory, I just taught on Sunday that I see a victory. Only the Lord spoke to me and he said that it was him declaring, I'm going to see a victory. God's confident in himself. He has never lost a battle and he's not about to. And so that means the first thing that's up next for the body of Christ is that we're going to see God get a victory. Everything is about to turn around for the Lord's good. And the second thing after um, victory comes this, this healing and restoration of the land, of the Lord's people. So this here, this is what's going to happen next. If God's people will buckle down (laughs) and take this seriously and turn, this is a time not to get into the world and to be dabbling with this thing and that thing and to be entertained with your flesh. This is a time to buckle down and focus your eyes on things above, not on the things of this earth. He says to focus your eyes on things above where Christ sits. Focus on heavenly things. Matthew 6.33, he says, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first heaven and God and seek him first. Put him above all else, above all other concerns. He wants to pour out blessing upon us. He wants to pour out provision, healing, restoration to us. But the body of Christ needs to turn. We need to seek the face of God like never before. And we can have confidence that victory is ours, says the Lord. And he'll heal and forgive our sin. He'll heal our land and bring in a restoration like we've never even experienced before. A restoration to the body of Christ standing up and taking its place. A restoration to healing to bodies. This is about to happen. You know that the word of God says that in this last day, he's going to pour out his spirit in a mighty way that the latter rain will be greater than the former rain. And so God is going to do something greater than he has ever done before. It's about to happen. That is what's next. He's going to heal our land. He's going to bring restoration to the body of Christ. I talked a little bit on Sunday about the body of Christ rising up as a sleeping giant and taking its place. 
What that means is we're waking up from a slumber and we're going to get busy seeking the face of God and turning from the things that have distracted us and focus on the one thing that truly matters is to seek God above all else. And the revival is going to come. That's what's next. Healing's going to come. Deliverance is going to come. And not just those things, but also the restoration of fortunes, the restoration of provision of the Lord. He's not going to just hear us. He's going to forgive us. He's going to heal us. He's going to restore us. So I've been in prayer with this question, Lord, what's next? And this is what he's like unfolding to me. So here's another question. So do we just sit by during this time and just watch this all unfold before our eyes? Or should we be proactive? We should probably be proactive, especially since in 2 Chronicles there is saying, if my people will pray and seek my face. So during this time, it's not a time to sit around and watch things unfold on the news It's good to tune in so we kind of can abide by the rules and the laws of the land, but not to have that be our focus, you know? I probably pretty much give about 10 minutes a day to that and the rest of the time to family and to the Lord because my focus is the kingdom of heaven. And I'm not coming down on anybody here, but our focus as the body of Christ should be on eternal things because that's what's going to last But this world is not going to last. So we should be proactive during this time, people of God. If you have the opportunity and you're kind of forced to have the opportunity to stay home, spend extra time with the Lord. Don't spend extra time with the the YouTube and the Facebook, even though you're watching right now, you're getting into the Word. Um, With with TV and, and media, oh man, that sucks up so much energy. Spend extra time with the things and the people that God has blessed you with, getting into God's presence, hearing what the Spirit is saying to the church. In James 4, 8, he says for the body of Christ, draw close to God and he will draw close to you. If you will purpose in your heart, to draw close to God. God's going to draw close to you. And when someone's closer to you, you hear them more clearly. You see what they're showing you more clearly. As I was just drawing close to God, spending time with him just for my own, like I said, that was the cry of my heart, Lord, what's next? He begins to speak to me. And for me, it's, it's through the word. And that's, that's how he speaks. His word will never return void. He watches over it to perform it. So I start asking the Lord, Lord, what's next? And God starts to answer me with this. this. He says, look at my scripture to see what I do. And we can see in the word of God how God performs, what God does in different situations with, um, you know, pestilence and with wars and with attacks of the enemy we can see how God performs and I talked about Sunday how God declares I'm going to see a victory well that's how God sees a war he doesn't get intimidated like David and Goliath it doesn't matter how big the giant looks in our lives God is not intimidated so he declares what's coming up next is a victory number one We're going to see God have a victory. This is going to end. This too shall pass, okay? This is not the end of the attacks of the enemy, but it will pass. And number two, 
what happens next, we have to look into the word of God. And I just shared it with you a little bit. But after victory comes provision. It comes restoration and healing. And I'm going to show you that from the word of God. Um, turn with me to 2 Chronicles 20, verse 6. Amen. This is the story of Jehoshaphat, and we know he's faced with a mega army, actually numerous armies. And they're going to come up, and they're warned um, through some spies. They're warned that these people are coming, and their army is not big enough. It's just like David and Goliath. Their army is just not, you know, big enough to win this battle. We in ourselves can do nothing in many situations, whether it's you're coming up against sickness or infirmity, whether it's you're coming up against this virus that, you know, is coming in this land. Whatever it is, uh, financial um, hardship, whatever it is, marital problems, whatever it is you're, you're faced with that you can't conquer on your own, do what Jehoshaphat did. Do what Second Chronicles says. They came to the Lord, and he says in verse 6, O Lord God, he calls for a prayer meeting. And he says, O Lord God of our ancestors, you alone are God who is in heaven, you are the ruler of all kingdoms of the earth. You are more powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. And we know that scripture, greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. What they did is they basically came together in prayer and they spent time focusing on how big God was and how mighty he is. And so that's why we need to not forsake coming together and seeking the face of God and turning from our wicked ways, but focus on how big God is. Seek his face. And so they come together and they pray and they seek the face of God. And then God starts to unfold to Jehoshaphat through some prophets, starts to unfold by the spirit of God how they're supposed to win this battle. And God is encouraging you tonight. God is going to see and get a victory. Okay? And what you can expect next happened in the word over and over and over again in every battle. The outcome was always the same. And it's amazing. If you'll study the word of God, he shows himself victorious every time. And after they get a victory, healing, restoration, and provision and blessing comes. That's what's next for the body of Christ. Okay, so let's go ahead and read um, verses 20 through 26. So Jehoshaphat is about to, um, you know, he's about to command his people to go out and do this thing that the Lord has commanded them to do. It says, early the next morning, the army of Judah went out to the wilderness of um, Tekoa, on the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all of you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. And isn't that, it's really similar to what God's saying now. People of God believe that God can and will fight and win this battle for you. After consulting with the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his splendor. And they sang, give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love endures forever. 
At that very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Sire to start fighting amongst themselves. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Sire and killed every one of them. After that, they had destroyed the army of Sire. They began to attack each other. So when the army of Judah arrived... This is the army of God, basically, arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness. All they saw were dead bodies lying around as far as the eye could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. I know the word of God says that we fight not against flesh and blood, okay? But we fight against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, wicked spirits in high places. That's why we wage war on the enemy through prayer. So if you're not praying, you are not fighting. To sit around and watch this unfold is to say you're, you know, in surrender. But what you should be doing is exactly what Jehoshaphat did. He sent out the praisers. He sent out the worshipers. And then they start looking at the Lord, looking at how how big he is. And then God goes and fights the battle for them and wins. That's what we need to be doing, fighting the good fight of faith with our spiritual armor on, with our spiritual warfare in prayer. Okay, so then Jesus goes ahead, the Lord goes ahead, fights the battle for him, for them. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather, listen, the plunder, the things, the, the blessing, the provision, the stuff, the food, the gold, the cattle, whatever it was they had in their camp. The people were no longer there to try to take it back. It was just sitting there for them to gather. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables, more than they could carry. There was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it all. On the fourth day, they gathered in the Valley of Blessing, which got its name that day because the people praised and thanked God um, and thanked the Lord there, and it is still called the Valley of Blessing today. I love this. Because as I was reading the word of God, God was showing me and revealing to me when there's a war, when there's a famine, when there's a rumor of wars, when there's a plague. First of all, we can claim Psalms 91, it cannot come near our dwelling. But it's just like the story of Jehoshaphat. There was a war. There was things coming against the people of God or threatening to come against the people of God. But God's answer was this, focus on me. Focus on how big I am. Worship and praise me. And God goes ahead and fights the battle for them. So he already knows. He already is assured in himself. He says, I'm going to see a victory. But now what's next, Lord, is my question in my heart. What's next? He begins to show me. He says, look at my word. What do I do? What he does next is he brings a restoration and a healing to the land And he brings provision and blessing to the people of God. We can expect, guys, blessing is on its way. Provision and healing is on its way. Deliverance is on its way. This is all the stuff that we can expect. So these people are faced with this giant. They can't do it themselves. But God says, when you can't do it, if my people who are called by my name, will humble yourself and pray. God gives you a strategy for victory. 
God speaks and, and releases healing and deliverance. And on top of that, cherry on top, he brings in provision and blessing. In 3 John 1, 2, he says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would be in health, that you would prosper, even as your soul prospers. I believe God wants us blessed, spirit, soul, body, mind, and even financially, and, and with just blessing in this earth. He wants us blessed. He wants the people of God blessed. And so what I believe, according to the word of God, that I heard one, um, one minister say this, but I'm going to just quote it here. He says, um, basically, according to the word, this is not a setback. What's going on is not a setback, but it's a set up for a comeback. This, is, this whole thing that's going on, people of God, is a set up for a comeback if the people of God will humble themselves and pray and press in like never before and seek the face of God like never before, turning away from the distractions of this world, focusing on things above. He'll hear us. He'll deliver and heal us. He'll restore us and blessing, blessing above and beyond all we could ask or think is on its way. How? How? I have no idea. But the word of God says that he provides for us according to his riches in glory. If we'll press into his glory, into his presence, he will show us the victory and he'll also show us the provision. That was just an added bonus. God didn't even inform Jehoshaphat, but we are informed according to the word of God. We can have assurance. God does not change. He always does things the same way. And you can read every battle in the word of God. God's victorious, and he blesses his people. God's victorious, and he blesses his people. Look at David and Goliath. It looked impossible. He's faced with a giant. Whatever you're faced with, it's not impossible for God. With God, all things are possible. So he's faced with this. What happens? God gets the victory, and then David's blessed. He actually becomes king. He gets to marry the king's daughter. He gets all kinds of just blessings, crazy amounts of blessings, because he put God first. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 29, 11. Let's turn there. 29, 11 through 14. Again, I'm just showing you from the word of God what's next. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14. He says this, and we already know this, I'm sure. But listen, a lot of times we read just the one or two scriptures, but we got to take it all the way to 14 here. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not disaster. This is not ending here. God's plans for us are good. To give us a future and a hope. Okay, so now these are the days we're in. He says, in those days, when you pray, I will listen. Doesn't that sound like Second Chronicles, like we were just talking about? If you'll pray and seek the face of God. Okay, in those days, when you pray, I will listen. If you will look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. And listen, listen what happens after you pray, after you seek the face of God. I will end your captivity. 
I will restore to your fortunes, and I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and bring you home again to your own land. Hallelujah. So what is God going to do? What's next? Hello, we're going to get victory. He's going to end our captivity. What's next? He's going to heal and restore our land. Amen? He's going to end our captivity. He's going to restore. And he's going to bring blessing and fortunes to the body of Christ. I believe it because it's in the word of God. This is how he does it. But there's a key here. The people of God need to take this time to press into God's presence like never before. If, my people, there's an if there, who are called by my name. Here in Jeremiah 29, 11, his plans for us are good. They're not for disaster, okay? So this stuff isn't supposed to be affecting us. This is not something that God wants for us. But we need to pray. And the word of God says that he, we, he, if we seek him with our whole heart, he'll be found. And he'll end our captivity and restore to us our fortunes. And he's going to bring us back together again. This is not going to be like this forever. He's going to bring us back. He's going to return us home again. We have to believe God's word over the news, over man. We have to take God at his word because he says he's not a liar. He's not a man that he should lie. He watches over his word to perform it. And so have confidence in God. Study, take this time to study his word. He is speaking to your heart through his word today. And he'll speak to your heart if you'll open up the word of God and read. He'll start telling you things which you didn't even realize was there. How he does things and what's next. People of God, the word of God says, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the spirit is saying. What the spirit of God is telling the body of Christ is seek the face of God. Rise up and take your place. Seek God like never before because what is about to unfold for the body of Christ is amazing. It's exciting. Deliverance, victory restoration of the body of Christ to its former glory and not even just the former glory because the latter reign is going to be greater than the former. We're going to rise up and we're going to be filled with the glory of God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. So the people of God, what's next for the people of God? It's revival. It's provision. It's restoration. That's what's up next for us. We need to get excited, not be in fear, not be in worry. Because what that does is it puts the enemy in what he's doing on a pedestal. Don't glorify what the enemy's doing. Glorify what God says he's doing. Seek the face of God like never before. Hallelujah. This is not the time to be sitting around just watching things unfold. Pray and seek him, and this plague will not come near our home. Hallelujah. Victory is coming. Restoration and healing, blessing upon God's people. That is what's next, according to the word of God. You see it. Jeremiah, he's speaking to Jeremiah, for I know the plans I have for you. If you'll pray, he says, I'm going to heal I'm going to restore, I'm going to deliver. 
You see it again with Jehoshaphat. What does he do? He brings victory. He brings healing. He brings restoration. He brings blessing. Again, you see it with David and Goliath. You see it with Joshua. You see it with Joseph. When he's faced, you know, with the pit and then dungeon, God brings restoration. God brings victory. And God brings provision. Supernatural blessings coming for the body of Christ. I see it in the word of God all over the place. I just kept seeing it as I was studying. I kept seeing it. This is how God does it. And so be expecting. Be looking for it. Have an ear to hear. Look in the word of God to what the spirit of God is saying. How does God do things? This is how he does it. What is up next is so exciting, and the people of God need to take their place. By taking a knee, (laughs) bowing your head in prayer is you taking your place. It's you preparing to be a part of this pure bride. Jesus is returning, but we need to take our place for this next great revival because it's about to happen. And the people of God need to seek the face of God like never before. Let's turn to Acts 4. Just a couple more scriptures. Acts 4, if you can turn with me there. We know that the body of Christ, they were facing persecution, um, you know, attacks and, and different things like that. And so they come together again to pray and seek the face of God. And that's where we're at in this situation. Acts 4, verse 29. It says, they come together and they pray. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. And really, we're facing a different kind of situation, but really, it's just a different form of a giant. It's a different form of war or an attack um, formed against the body of Christ. You know, I mean, I think it's so crazy that the body of Christ is unable to come together. But we are one in the spirit, amen? And so we can come together in the spirit through um, technology and just in our homes. He says, so they pray. Now, O Lord, hear their threats. And you could be praying, now, O Lord, look what's going on, you know. The enemy's trying to devise against us to separate us from assembling um, to worship you. Lord, hear their threats. Give unto us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power that miraculous signs, wonders, and miracles be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed this, again, remember, they come together. Believers come together and seek the face of God. You come together and pray. After prayer, what happens? The meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to preach the word of God with boldness. So after prayer comes victory, comes deliverance comes healing to their land, physical healing in this instance, and I believe physical healing in the coming days here too. It says all believers were united in one heart and one mind. If we'll all come together and focus on the Lord, we'll be the same place. Focus in one heart and one mind, seeking the face of God, and he'll hear from heaven, forgive our sin, heal and restore our land. They all felt what they owned was not their own, so they shared it with everyone they had. And the apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord and God's great blessing was upon all of them. Again, with the blessing. 
again, after seeking the face of God in the midst of turmoil, God gives them the victory. God brings healing and restoration, and then God brings the blessing. Hallelujah. Isn't that so amazing that God's ways haven't changed? And that's what he's about to do next. We're about to see a victory. We're about to see healing come through and blow through this land as the body of Christ rises up and takes his place. We're going to see just like what they saw in Acts 4. We're going to see miracle signs and wonders to give God glory. And he's also going to bring great blessing because he hasn't changed, and that's what he did for the disciples. So we can be expecting, we can be looking for all of this. Watch as the news starts turn. The, the Lord spoke to me that he's starting to turn the tables. What's happening and what looks like it's happening is getting worse, but actually right before defeat, David came head to head or knee to head <laughs> with the giant before he slung that stone or before you sling your prayers, <laughs> the giant falls. So sometimes it looks like it's getting worse before God turns the tables. And God is about to turn the tables. He spoke to me by his spirit about that. I love that. Isn't that awesome that God doesn't change? That what's next for the body of Christ is, first of all, victory, obviously. And then blessing, restoration, and healing. Be believing, be expecting for this, everyone. 1 John 5, 4 and 5 says this, For every child of God defeats this evil world. And we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. How do we get our victory? Through faith in Jesus Christ. And only those who believe Jesus is the Son of God is going to be protected. Only those who believe Jesus is the Son of God is going to see this victory. Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God is going to be affected in a positive way and have the tables turned. And God's going to demonstrate mightily by miracle signs and wonders, by greater outpourings of his spirit, and by greater outpourings of this latter reign of his glory in this last day and age. People of God, be expecting. Amen. I'm going to close with this. And I want you to join me in prayer tonight. We're going to spend a moment and pray because that's what God's asking us to do. Romans 8.31, he says, If God is for us, who can be against us? There is no enemy in hell. There's no enemy on this earth that can stand against our God. For our God is God. Amen? So let's just pray together for a moment. Father, we just thank you, Lord. Just agree with me online there. Father, I just thank you right now in the name of Jesus Christ that the word of God says that where two or more of us are gathered together in your midst, you're right here with us. So, Father, we just come together in agreement. 
You said any two of us asking anything, it'd be done of our Father which is in heaven. That any two of us could bind the enemy. Any two of us could loose the angels. So Father, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, we just take authority in the name of Jesus. And we just bind every principality, every power, every ruler of darkness, every wicked spirit in high place. We just bind this coronavirus. We just bind this strategy of the enemy. We bind every wicked force behind it and every strategy and, and its cause behind it. We just bind and break the power of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, we just ask you, Lord, loose your angels on the scene to drive the enemy off into dry places, to build up a hedge of protection around the people of God, Lord. Loose your angels, your warring angels on the scene to drive the enemy off in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I just worship you. I just praise you, Lord, right now that you're God and you never fail, that you confirm your word. You watch over your word to perform it. So right now, Father, I just pray in agreement with the body of Christ, Lord, that you would just reveal yourself in a mighty way. Father, we just stand in agreement, and we thank you, Lord, and we just declare right now it's the year of the Lord's favor, that restoration, that victory, that provision and blessing is on its way to the body of Christ. Father, we see it. We're looking for it. Lord, you told us to look to look for it. Father, we watch for it. We wait for it, Lord. We trust you, God. We're not looking to man. We're not looking to man as our resource, Lord. We look to you. You're where our help, you're where our hope comes from. It's all from you, God. So we just worship you and praise you, God. We thank you, God. You give us the victory in Christ Jesus. We thank you, God, that your word never fails. And Lord, I thank you that you do not change. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Father, I thank you that what you did before, over 2,000 years ago in your word, over and over brought victory, brought breakthrough and blessing, that you're doing the same thing here today. Lord, I thank you. I speak victory. I speak and release breakthrough. I speak restoration and supernatural blessing upon the body of Christ right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And I just speak to the body of Christ, to that sleeping giant. I speak to you and I command you to rise up, to take your place in prayer. Seek the face of God in prayer. And Father, I thank you that you will hear our prayers. You will heal and restore our land. Father, I just ask you for healing for the body of Christ to be restored, for blessing to be restored. Father, I just pray right now that you, by your spirit, would fight this battle for us, that you would take back what the enemy has stolen in the name of Jesus. Let us, Lord, rise up with boldness to preach your word, having you confirm it with miracle signs and wonders so that all will know and see our God is God that you are alive, that you're powerful, and that you're mighty to save. In Jesus' name, hallelujah.